Welcome to Days Your Update for May 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brian Parkins. And I'm Jandra Victorio. And yeah, we've got a, a big show here, but due to some technical difficulties, folks, the whole intro here got chewed up in whatever recording process we do here. Uh, so I will be doing a quicker version of our intro and for today's show, we have uh, some big news here, like Sony revealing a selection of what games they will be offering in the new PlayStation Plus, as well as Fallout, uh, Fall Guys uh, coming to some new platforms and going free-to-play, uh, a couple other interesting releases, some delays, and you know your first uh, big release that has been announced for 2024. We'll tell you that, uh, along with some other stuff here, but... Before we get to that, I'll talk about what I've been playing. Uh, that is uh, the first one, Ayudin Chronicle Rising, which I've been enjoying some more. Got my third character, which was a, a little bit of a surprise. There were a couple of other interesting characters that I kind of looked at and thought, oh, this this will probably be the ones, but no, that's not uh, the character that is the one that joins your party. So that was a little bit of a surprise, but uh, yeah, been... Uh, Doing some quests, you know, as I, I said last week, that game is side quest, the game. And so one of the ones that had annoying me was trying to gather lightweight lumber, uh, which uh, from what I googled, that it was like a rare drop for these trees in the Great Forest and all that. And was just kind of getting frustrated trying to get those to drop. So I just ended up going to the outpost, the trading outpost to purchase that. Uh, outright with some some other materials and money. Uh, so that was uh, the way to solve my problem. Dan replies and says, oh, I think the way that they uh, want you to do that is through upgrading your weapon, uh, which will open up that option in those areas, which they don't explain at any point, really. I guess that maybe makes sense, so that I don't know that they ever really explain it to you. Yeah, the game doesn't do a very good job of that. I realized that by reading the um, all of the quests over and over with the tutorials. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Nobody actually does this, so that, that, that that's a, concern, a concerning thing. Yeah, at the point where I got it, everything else was still easy to get and complete. I was like, okay, there's something I'm missing here. I just Google it, and it's like, oh, you just keep going through and knocking on these trees. And I'm like, okay. And then I just said, you know, I can just get this trading post. Screw everything else for that. So that was the the whole thing there. So I was just like, all right, let's just screw this. It seemed either poorly placed for a a uh, quest, which is uh, unusual. Most of them are pretty easy to get mm-hmm. uh, for that. So, yeah, I just like, all right, just screw it. I'll get the easy way uh, for that. So at least it works that way. Mm-hmm. I have like, 10 or 12 different shops at this point. Uh, so it's always like, oh, I don't know what I want when I got money. So I just find something to upgrade. Which I've been doing the upgrades on the, all the weapons. Mm-hmm. So I might have been... There's like two shops that let you upgrade your offense. Mm. So I guess maybe I'm not upgrading my weapon per se. So that might be the whole thing. But uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. When you make a game all about crafting shit, sometimes it's not that great about it, but... Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, also been playing Treasure Hunter Simulator on PS4. I got that from the sale that is going on right now. Uh, I like it on the PC, so I was like, oh, I'll try this out and see. See, there's some pretty easy trophies, and it definitely is. Uh, the main caveats to it is that it doesn't run very well. Uh, so uh, anytime I'm turning the camera, it's like, oh, this is a very quick port of sorts, a uh, very kind of cheap port to it. And I'm playing on a PS5, so it should run as well as it can. And yeah, that's uh, that's an issue. And then when you pull out your uh, metal detector on the PC version, you know, you're able to sort of swipe your mouse around really fast to find the, the specific spot once you figure that out. And here it moves incredibly slowly. The sensitivity is as low as it can be, it seems like. It feels like uh, so it can take, you know, 30 seconds to move it across the screen in a way that's like, oh, it's a lot faster just to have it down and just move your body uh, around the feet versus moving the metal detector around. Uh, so that's the the thing there that I always uh, have been doing for this version of it. But you know, other than that, it's still pretty good. Uh, though I do enjoy getting into uh, some of the areas that are more hilly. And when you they do all the the spots where you they hide stuff is randomized, I believe, every time you uh, start a new save. So the sometimes they're in hills and character goes down to pick it up in uh, it's a hilly area, so your head just goes through the ground. Uh, and you can see the forbidden zone underneath the map. Yeah. Uh, that kind of fun stuff there. That's always nice when games kind of do that kind of stuff. So. There you go. That's Treasure Hunter Simulator. Uh, nothing too complicated there, but a decent port, but nothing... There's no options for, like, the sensitivity of the uh, the the metal detector controls or anything like that. Like, the oh. only control is just flipping the Y-axis if you need it. Which, like... Okay, this is incredibly bare-bones, but... Uh, the other thing I got during the sale was Horatio Goes Snowboarding, which is a very fun game that is from Infinite State Games, who's made a bunch of different stuff uh, over the years. They made Don't Die, Mr. Robot. Mm. A few other games they've made. They, uh, but essentially, it is an arcade game uh, mm -hmm. where you do go snowboarding. It's a mix of Frogger and Ski Free, the classic Windows game. Uh, ski free though instead of skiing you use snowboard yeah. uh, but essentially you know you start uh, as like in the middle of town you need to cross the street pick up your snowboard and then keep crossing more streets until you get to the the, the helicopter that then takes you to the the top of the the mountain yeah. to snowboard down and you know yeah. you kind of uh snowboarding is fairly simple it's just you know using the analog stick to uh, adjust the angle that you're snowboarding so you can kind of do more steep uh, cuts, you know, horizontally. Uh, that kind of just steadily uh, scrolls down. So if you're, you know, just going straight forward, you will, you know, pick up speed mm -hmm. and go lower on the, the screen, but you have less time to react to 
you know, trees or other objects being in the way, that kind of stuff. So sometimes you want to cut uh, a little bit left and right to kind of slow yourself down. Uh, you also have gates to go through that help with the score and all that. So uh, it's a pretty fun game. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. It's like four bucks on sale. Uh, so if you're into those kind of mashups there, that's one to check out. But uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me. So Brennan, how about you? Uh, well, as for me, um, I have uh, been playing Life is Strange True Colors. I uh, used, uh, used it to, through my, um, my Game Pass account, and I have been playing it pretty, pretty thoroughly for the last couple of days. Um, obviously, I have not played Before the Storm, and I've also not played the uh, other Life is Strange game. I have played the original, of course, and I had very good, you know, great things to say about it in spite of how rough it was in places. And, you know, the game, when I got, when I got the game and I'm, you know, so the whole sort of story of the game is that you're uh, playing this girl named Alex Chen, who has recently um, aged out of the foster care system. uh, And she's going to live with her brother in a place called Haven, Colorado. Uh, which is this tiny little town up in the mountains. Um, and, you know, immediately the first thing that happens when you get there is you meet him at the bridge, and he ends up introducing you to all these people, and they're all so cool about it, and they all love him. And it's like, wow, something terrible is going to happen to this guy, isn't it? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and it ends up sort of becoming the uh, the main sort of catalyst that gets the plot started. Um but yeah, uh, it is, you know, in the Life is Strange universe, uh, Steph, who's been in the first, who was in the first game and is in the, uh, also in Before the Storm is in it. I think Steph was only in Before the Storm. I don't think she was. She might've been. I'm pretty sure I came across her in the first game. It, whatever. And the point is she's, uh, running the record, the record store in the indie radio station. Yep. at in the in the town um and uh you uh are living in a rented space above uh this bar called the Black Lantern and basically you know being what the what the game, what the this series is everybody knows you know so there's got to be like someone with like a weird power or something and for Alex she has a the power of empathy which doesn't just mean that, you know, she can sense other people's emotions or she has empathy for other people. She literally can, like, sense the emotion a person has and can actually experience it herself. Um, without, usually, a lot of times, without choice. Uh, if she's near somebody that gets really, really pissed off, which is something that happens in the beginning of the game with this guy named Mac, who uh, is convinced that, Gabe is uh, having an affair with his girlfriend. Um, he ends up getting so pissed off that it ends up triggering Alex, so she ends up pouncing him and beating the ever-loving crap out of him. Um, and she doesn't cool down uh, long enough to accidentally not hit Gabe in the jaw when he tries to get her off of him. But, um, yeah. Uh, there's also this subplot about this uh, mining company called Typhon. Uh, and, uh, which is, like, slowly, you know, destroying the mountains and 
you know, a lot of these, a lot of the people you meet in Haven are themselves miners as profession. Mac is one of them. He works for the mining company. Um, uh, and you know, amongst like it, it goes a long way to like, um, sort of talk, you know, it, it goes into issues you typically would not associate with games. Um, one of the things that you find out very soon is that one of the uh, individuals in this town, the woman who runs the flower shop, is actually suffering from early onset Alzheimer's, and she gets like noticeably confused uh, when she's trying to remember what she does. So you actually like uh, you, you know use your empathy power to sort of get into that fear and confusion she's feeling, and you kind of see a sort of representative way of like what a person with dementia looks sees the world as um it is kind of frightening um but you sort of lead her back to retrace her steps and everything and uh also uh arkanoid there's just straight up an arkanoid machine in the game that you can basically play at any time for as long as you want um and uh yeah so that's what i've been playing uh and i've also been playing quake uh you know uh, I'm still on the second chapter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after the wake and everything, so yeah. I think you're you're, you're really gonna enjoy, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, Dan, what about you? Yeah. Um. So, when we last talked, I I, I had COVID, so I'm over it. Um. But, yeah. Guess um, who now has it? <laughs> that's so. Is is it for real? You have it. You have it again. Yes, I do have it again. Uh, so far, though, I've not really had any serious symptoms, just, you know, a uh, kind of scratchy throat and a light cough. So. Yeah, well, the good thing is you're, you're vaccinated and you've, you've had it before, so hopefully yeah. this, this is faster than the last time. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I, d- I imagine it's, it, it's, it's not as bad. No, no, it's not okay. as bad. I mean, I still got my sense of smell and taste and everything as gotcha. well, so. So, yeah, um... Finished Iron Chronicle. Didn't go back to it, uh, and like I was, I was torn. I, I didn't know whether I wanted to play a bigger game or just continue to play smaller games. But I decided to play one more on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, this one from Annapurna Games called A Memoir of Blue. And mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's played Florence, but it's similar to that. Where um, I believe Florence is actually on consoles now, but it it, it started on mobile. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was it 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 did storytelling through like various simple means. Like in on 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 the mobile version, you would do things like uh, unpack a house, you know, uh, shake it a little bit to like put salt on things, and you know that that that, that sort of thing. So, a memoir of blue is is, is similar in the sense where um, the, the game is about uh, this girl who mm-hmm. is like recollecting um, uh, samples from her past. She is somebody who is a uh, decorated um, professional swimmer. Like her house mm-hmm. is full of uh, awards and stuff. And she really got into it because of like um, trips to the aquarium with her mom. And her mom was always there to like uh, cheer her on for um, all of the, all these swimming competitions she was in. And then eventually, as she matured, she showed up less for whatever reason. And uh yeah, and as 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 with uh, all parents, they they eventually you know not a, not not exist in this world anymore, and it's pretty much this this journey through uh, this little girl's past to how she is now, so she can find Clum's death. But mm. yeah, as far as the gameplay, there really isn't much here. It's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna clean this window in order to get to this to this next part, or I am going to uh, 
clear the ocean of reeds so I can continue to continue to move forward. Or mm. um, I will go ahead and uh, set up this stage so I can show the, the how the girl w w wins her medal, or I'll, I'll, I'll eventually get off the stage. Or when you get to the part where she eventually grows up uh, without her mom, and then you see her just destroy her room by, you know, moving things off the table and breaking things and doing all sorts of vandalism. It's 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 all that kind of stuff. Nothing nothing in the game is is um, demanding at all. Anybody can beat it, and it's only about a forty five minute to one hour experience. Uh, I kind of wish I played it on PlayStation because it looks like it's a really really easy platinum. I looked at you know PlayStationTrophies dot com, and it looks like. What seventy seven percent of people who played the game got the platinum? That's seven out of ten. So yeah, really, really easy. And again, not not very long at all. But yeah, I put it on Game Pass. Uh, if this game like ever fell to five bucks, I'd probably like you know buy it again just just to get. Um, I wouldn't say it's something must play, but it was it, it was definitely there. There there aren't there 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 weren't like many things to just just do. Mm. Yeah, that was. Fun. Um, I also played a little bit of Ghostwire Tokyo. This is a game that I've been playing off and on. Um. Again, this is from uh, Tango Gameworks, uh, uh, published by by Bethesda, uh, timed PS5 exclusive. It's 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 solid so far. Um, I mm -hmm. wouldn't really say it's anything special. Um, basically, think of Dishonored in Tokyo, and you know it's it's an open world game, but it's one of those games where you don't really have a lot of freedom to explore, just because like everything is locked to the fog of war there, and the mm -hmm. only way to do that is to like go go, go through all these shrines, and they they all. Um, are kind of cumbersome to uh, clear out because you have to fight all these enemies and the the combat just feels really stiff. It it doesn't feel anywhere as um, good as uh, Dishonored felt and like that yeah. kind of bogs it down. But the thing is, like this story, in my opinion, is shaping itself to be better than it. it just doesn't feel like it's there. I wouldn't say this game is worth like you know the the, the sixty or seventy bucks it costs, but I bought it on a on a buy to get one free target sale. But um. Yeah, like it's it's solid. It's just it's just nothing special. And then yeah, I haven't decided whether I'll go back to it, but like it's 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 playable. I just I'm I'm just not really enjoying it. Um, and then lastly, I go I, I went ahead and popped in Tales of Arise. Um, mm -hmm. And this is definitely uh, I have never spent um, too many hours on this many hours on a Tales game since Tales of Symphonia, and that mm -hmm. was like what, 15, 20 years ago when it came out on GameCube. So I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, it's weird because it, it kind of has like aspects in it that definitely make it a more uh, mature tales game, but you, you do see a lot of the same anime tropes there. You know, your your, your main mm -hmm. character that um, by you know playing playing um, as many JRPGs as I have, like I'm starting to notice who who some of these voice actors are. So it's trying mm -hmm. it's, it's seeing uh, who they're playing and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I've I've put ten hours into this game. Um, I've I've gotten to this point in the snow. And like I don't know, I, I don't know about you guys, but like whenever I get I get to like the the snow levels in games like these, I always feel like uh, some sort of calmness here. But mm -hmm. like the yeah the the battle system it's 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 pretty intense. But I don't know, I feel like they could have done a better job. Like because for example, you know, um, when you go from battle phase to exploration phase, the graphics don't really change. So I don't really see a point to like running in, into a into an enemy and all of a sudden like switching screens to all of a sudden go into battle because like the, the graphics don't change so I, I don't see why we just can't like fight them right away the way you would on like for example east uh i think oh. the, the east games do that do a better job with that um and i would argue that the east games also have a better uh an action battle system but um i do appreciate like some of the um 
some of the ways it's easier to like use items. Um, one of the struggles I'm having right now is I feel like the uh, the two characters uh, who I'm not using are using like too much magic, so I probably have have to have, have to tune their 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 attacks a little more. Um, but aside from that, uh, I'm really enjoying it. There, 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 there's some minor quips here and there. Like one of my problems going back to Scarlet Nexus is each of the um, cutscenes um, didn't really show all of your characters standing around talking. It actually did this like Persona Five effect where you see like parts of the screen ripped off and random zoom ins, and they kind of do the same thing here in Tales of Arise, except they they do it with skits. So mm. they, they, they do it better uh, than Scarlet Nexus, in my opinion. But um, I don't know. Like so, so far, the story is just okay. But this is also a Tales game. Like I'm pretty sure, like 20 hours in, it's gonna be complete. Yeah. Like right now, it's all about killing all the lords. But I'm pretty sure we're gonna realize something that totally puts the game into a topsy-turvy place. And uh, oh yeah, it, it it does. Yeah. So like right now, I'm in the normal part of the game. So I'll probably report back once we get to the crazy part of the game. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's been about it for me. All right, so yeah, let's get to some news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start off with the Game Pass games coming out for the rest of this month in May. Mm. Uh, stuff that is available now uh, just for PC Game Pass. There's Her Story, mm-hmm. the uh, Sam Barlow game that is sort of a nonlinear like, murder mystery kind of game. Yeah. We're searching through this video database by you know keywords trying mm-hmm. to piece together what happened uh, with that. So that one's a a sort of indie classic that uh, if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check mm-hmm. it out. Uh, let's see, Jurassic World Evolution 2, so on console and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the sequel to uh, the original sort of Jurassic Park-themed uh, park builder. Mm-hmm. Of sorts, it doesn't surprise me that this is happening because that game went on sale very quick, very steeply. Mm-hmm. Definitely seen it on sale for half off or more within like six months of its launch last year. Mm-hmm. I think it was last year that it launched, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty good game. So definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Also now out, Little Witch in the Woods in game preview form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say this one is one of those sort of Stardew Valley-ish kind of games. Yeah. Uh, but you're a witch mm-hmm. in the woods. Mm-hmm. Surprising. But uh, yeah. yeah, that one's one you can check out, console and PC. Uh, let's see, also out is Umarangi Generation Special Edition. Mm. Uh, console and PC That is a first-person photography mm-hmm. uh, kind of game. But set in a really uh, interesting world. Of sorts, so definitely one to check out if you have not seen that yet. Mm. Uh, see, also out now, Farming Simulator 22, uh, the latest edition of that series. That this one's one that took off big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was last year that it launched. Yeah, just does more stuff. I think it says uh, adds greenhouses and beehives you can build on your farms, mm-hmm. as well as a new character creator, so you can have more personal looking. Character versus, I think, before you just maybe had generic, you know, gender option, but you didn't really get any choices on how they looked. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for PC Game Pass, there's Vampire Survivors, the game that's uh, I recommend just buying outright. It's three bucks on Steam. I assume it's mm-hmm. the same on here. Uh, it's a small 
uh, maybe solo dev or mm-hmm. small team of devs here that uh, is worth uh, supporting if you enjoy what you see here. It's, mm-hmm. okay, it's five bucks on uh, on Game Pass here to buy it outright. Well, I guess technically if you have Game Pass, it's three ninety nine, twenty percent off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one worth checking out. Is that the game that uses the uh, Castlevania resources in a shoot 'em up where you have to like survive for half an hour? Yeah, it's it's not even really a shooter because you don't control any of that. Uh, it just happens automatically. But as you uh, gain experience, they they drop experience points that you go and pick up as you you know fill up your bar. You get to pick one of three random uh, sort of items uh, that'll add to your arsenal, kind of stuff that uh, you know some you might just be like, oh, I'm going to focus on upgrading this one if I can. Uh, versus adding new stuff, because uh, you can kind of be, you know, uh, adding a bunch of stuff to what you have versus upgrading your your stuff more fully, so it's more damaging or helpful to yourself. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are straight up out of the Castlevania book. You know, your holy water axes, crosses. You know, the the Bible, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that, though, I think. In more recent updates, they've been adding uh, new ones that are a little less uh, on the nose on that stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's a typical run. If you do really well, you get to about 30 minutes in. A boss shows up and just kills you in five seconds. Uh, so it's kind of one of those kind of games. I believe you can beat the boss. You just have to work at it. But yeah, as you're uh, between runs, you earn coins that then you can buy sort of perpetual upgrades like a Rogue Legacy mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a wild game that uh, definitely was worth checking out. It's just PC only at the moment. Uh, three bucks on Steam or with Game Pass. PC Game Pass, it's four bucks mm-hmm. there. So definitely worth checking out if you want one of the, the more unique-looking games. Mm. That's come out in a while. Uh, let's see, for stuff that's coming out soon, Floppy Nights on May 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, console and PC, that is a... Uh, let's see, tactics game, like strategy uh, game, feuds with card game strategy uh, that has the artwork from... What is the game I'm thinking of? Uh, Dicey Dungeon. That same artist worked on this game as well. For that, so that's a a game I'm looking forward to coming out in a, f- a couple of days here. Uh, Floppy Nights, uh, May, also May 24th. Hard Space Shipbreaker coming to PC Game Pass because uh, mm-hmm. that is when it's hitting 1.0, mm-hmm. and that is very much a game about you know, salvaging ships, cutting them up into pieces, and tossing those pieces into the right you know furnaces and such. Uh, as you're trying to work off your debt to mm. this massive corporation, that uh, gives the whole story and vibes of this game a very anti-capitalist uh, sort of thing here. Yeah, complete with uh, like flare that you can put on your gun mm-hmm. as uh, stickers that aren't like stickers you can just repeat because you got to earn each individual sticker mm-hmm. uh, to put on your gun. So yeah, it's kind of Kind of one of those games. So there you go. 
Uh, May 26th, Sniper Elite 5, console and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, the first one made for this generation mm-hmm. of consoles. So that one's one to check out. Big open world area. Should look better than uh, Sniper Elite 4 did mm-hmm. for that stuff. And better looking uh, testicle explosions. Mm-hmm. Just for what you <laughs> want to do to Nazis, explode their testicles. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of the highlights of that whole franchise. <laughs> yeah, I saw a video, I'm not sure which game it came from, but happened to get a number of people lined up and mm-hmm. just shot through each of their testicles. Yep. In a line, just pop, pop, pop. Mm-hmm. Give the Nazis what they deserved. Yep. Uh, let's see, also on the list here for PC, Cricket 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, you can get uh, more cricket there. Yep. And then also May 27th for console and PC, Pac-Man Museum Plus. Mm-hmm. And you can pay, play a bunch of uh, classic Nam- uh, Bandai Namco games mm. there. So, you know, some more of that stuff. Uh, no miss Pac-Man there, but I get a bunch of the other stuff there. So, you know, you can check mm. that out. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of it for Game Pass here. Yep. I'm looking. Uh, yeah, Grounded got a big update where the bugs can strike back. is not great, but whatever. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's that for this week, or for this month. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, and speaking of subscription services, we got more details on what the new PlayStation Plus is going to be offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, they posted a fairly big list, though, with the caveats on uh, most of the list. That's uh, this is a selection of the content that will be available yeah. uh, for these at launch. I don't know why you don't just do a full list because guess what? Uh, it is out now, I believe, at this point in Asian territories. Mm-hmm. So people have you know looked into some of those other regions' storefronts and seen. Uh, a little bit more of what those ones have to offer. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll get to that stuff in a little bit here. But uh, they kind of run through here, like the the most basic tier. You get your monthly games. Uh, they didn't announce them in this thing yet. So I think we should get that next week mm-hmm. uh, for that. But, you know, the, the basic essential tier has uh, everything that PlayStation Plus currently has. And that'll stay the same. Uh, but for the extra tier, what's the, mm-hmm. the second tier? Uh, you'll get PS4 and PS5 games, mm-hmm. essentially what the the downloadable catalog is currently on PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced a bunch of games. Uh, I'll mention a lot of the PS4 stuff is largely the same as what's on PS now, right? Right at the moment. So, uh, but the new stuff that's adding in here, they're going to add Death Stranding and Death Stranding Director's Cut. For PS4 and PS5, mm-hmm. uh, Demon Souls for PS5 is going to be on there. Destruction All Stars for PS5, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut for PS4 and PS5 will be on there. Let's see, what are the other ones here? Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales for PS4 and PS5, as well as the original Spider-Man for PS4. I'm not putting that remastered version on there yet. Uh, Returnal will be on there for PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first party list, as well as, let's see, that seems it for, like, the, the bigger games 
but yeah, a lot of the PS4 stuff is in there. You know, uh, the Nathan Drake collection of Uncharted games, mm-hmm. Uncharted Four, and The Lost Legacy. So you get all that. Uh, there's a bunch there. We're checking out for the third parties. Uh, it's got a pretty interesting list as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's Ashen uh, for indie stuff, Celeste, Dead Cells, mm-hmm. Hollow Knight, Outer Wilds, uh, The Artful Escape for PS4 and PS5. Uh, and yeah, the uh, the bigger ones, there's Ubisoft is a big part of this. Uh, they have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Far Cry 3 Remaster, Far Cry 4, For Honor. Uh, what are the other ones here that are there's uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. And Tom Clancy's The Division and The Crew 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else in here. Batman Arkham Knight, City Skylines, Control Ultimate, Delish, uh, Control Ultimate Edition. That's PS4, PS5. Sense Creed mm-hmm. Valhalla's PS4 and PS5. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for PS4 and PS5. Mortal Kombat 11, PS4 and PS5. Uh, Naruto shipping in Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, which I think was this month's addition to PS Now. So a lot of stuff will carry over. Uh, NBA 2K22 for PS4 and PS5, uh, which is also on Game Pass. Uh, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, Resident Evil, So Calibur 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and yeah, that's uh, a decent amount of PS5 games on there for. At least what they're showing off for this preview mm-hmm. of sorts. Uh, the Classics Game Catalog is also uh, part of the Premium Edition, the top tier, or the Deluxe Plan if you're in a region that's not going to have the, the streaming stuff in there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have like a cheaper option to get the Classic stuff. Uh, they do announce a number of things here uh, yeah, for select original PlayStation and PSP Classic Games. Members will also enjoy a new user interface with menus that allow you to uh, save your game at any time, so save states, and even rewind the game if you want a do-over for mm-hmm. when you die and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's cool addition. And I think from the early release of some PS1 stuff and PSP stuff on uh, the Asian stores, mm-hmm. that uh, there are filters and some improved visual stuff in there as well, resolution mm-hmm. options, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they do mention that uh, players who have previously purchased the digital version of select games from the original PlayStation and PSP generation will not have to make a separate purchase mm-hmm. or sign up to PlayStation Plus to play these titles on PS4 or PS5. When these titles are released for PS4 and PS5, players can head to the PlayStation Store and download a version for the consoles at no extra cost if they already own the digital version of the title. Mm-hmm. And some of the titles will also be available for individual purchase, uh, which is great. So just general BC if the uh, the publisher wants to make that available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you won't necessarily have to subscribe to PlayStation Plus to get access to some of those upgraded versions. Yeah, which is great to see. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they shared a selection mm-hmm. of the games that'll be on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for first party, there's Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, IQ Intelligent Q, which I don't think was released on the PSN before, at least in North America. Uh, there's Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, and Super Stardust Portable. That's the PSP version there on the last one. 
as well as Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon for third-party stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just Bane and Amco and Team 17 for what they revealed there. But uh, from the little bits that have come out on those Asian uh, PlayStation stores, uh, Ridge Racers 2 is one of the PSP games. That is not mentioned here, and I think Oddworld Abe's Odyssey as well is one of the PS1 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some extra stuff there. And yeah, I believe uh, the games that are available separately, it's roughly about like four or five bucks for yeah. the cheaper ones and about nine or ten bucks for the, the more expensive ones, might be the mm-hmm. PSP ones there. Uh, so kind of roughly what they were on PSN back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty good pricing if you didn't buy those previously. Mm-hmm. As well as, you know, all the extra features and such in that stuff. So that is a a nice surprise. Let's see. Uh, yeah, the PS2 stuff seems to be just limited to the stuff that's already been released on the PS4 as far as, you know, those PS2 and PS4 games. Mm-hmm. So the, the list for first-party stuff is... Basically all the same ones there. Third party, they mention remasters. Uh, so there's the the Bioshock remastered collection, the Borderlands, the Handsome collection, Bulletstorm full clip edition, Kings of Amalur re-reckoning, and the Lego Harry Potter collection. That kind of stuff where it's like, okay, though, you could put that in the third party list up top. But their inclusion here suggests they have to be in the the top tier, for some reason. I don't know. Uh, they also mentioned, you know, the, the PS3 streaming, which is also part of the the premium collection, includes a lot of the same stuff that's already on PSN right now. Uh, all the first-party stuff is a lot of the same stuff that's been there for a while mm-hmm. now. Yeah, third-party has, like, Astro's Wrath, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, Don't May Cry HD Collection, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, Fear, yeah. Lost Planet 2, Mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 and Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. Mm-hmm. So pretty decent list there, but again, it's just a selection. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming with the formal launch of uh, PlayStation Plus uh, in the Asian territories, they will post a full list, I assume. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, for that stuff. And not force people have to, you know, go through all that stuff on uh, the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. to just write up one themselves. Mm. But yeah, they also mention time-limited game trials as well as part of the premium tier mm-hmm. uh, with some of the titles that they will have. Uh, includes Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection for PS5, Horizon Forbidden West for PS4 and PS5. Uh, they mentioned like two hours for most games, but the screenshot for Horizon Forbidden West says three hours. So... Mm-hmm. Seems like they're pretty flexible on that stuff. And third-party partners, they have Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Farming Simulator 22, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and WWE 2K22. Mm. Really, Cyberpunk and WWE are probably games you would want to uh, try out to see if uh, they, you know, run and perform as well as you would want out of that stuff. Mm. Uh, Maybe get your, your fill of it. Even then, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the trial stuff. It'll probably work about the same as the 
uh, the weekend free trials that publishers do pretty often here every oh. month or so. Uh, yeah, they also announced the the uh, the cadence of releases here. So for PlayStation Plus Essential, the monthly refresh, like every month, occurs on the first Tuesday of the month for PlayStation Plus games. Uh, so there's that, and for the other tiers, for the the downloadable PS4 and PS5 games, as well as the classic games, mm-hmm. uh, they'll have an additional monthly refresh will occur in the middle of each month. New games across the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium slash Deluxe mm-hmm. t- plans and uh, number of games refresh will vary per month. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it starts with uh, Asia on May 24th, which is right about now uh, for the when we're recording this. It'll be the 23rd tomorrow, mm-hmm. which in Asia will just be about when that starts to launch. Uh, Japan on June 2nd, North and South America on June 13th, and Europe, Australia, and New Zealand on June 23rd. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, got some nice stuff there for mm-hmm. what they're announcing here. I just kind of wish it was a full list because I don't know what you get out of splitting it up. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely uh, a pretty cool list, um, even more impressive when you consider the fact that what is it? The premium version has the, uh, it's, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm still confused about the tiers, but you know, I, I didn't expect uh, these PS5 entries to be here. Like, you know, you have your Returnal, you have Miles Morales, you have uh, uh, Demon Souls. So there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a whole lot of stuff that, you know, even the most hardcore PlayStation enthusiast hasn't even gotten to yet. Like I'm looking at it now and, you know, um, I got my PS3 pretty late in the life cycle. I haven't played too many PS2 games. Definitely didn't play very many PS1 games. So I'm definitely interested in those and i'm also surprised to see that um i don't know what we want to call them the 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 playstation classics that ended up being released on ps4 i don't know um that not too many or not not even a huge percentage of the actual uh lineup that was on the playstation classic mini um is included here so there's definitely some value into being an early adopter of the subscription service um that being said um i'm also more interested in seeing um, how the how, how PlayStation goes about these refreshes? Like, are we going to see a lot of these games be shuffled out? Are we going to see just uh, the value continue to increase? Um, because mm-hmm. definitely, like you know, the main way to go about this is to you know just go ahead and um, apply for the annual subscription. There's definitely a uh, dollar <coughs> dollar uh, increase there, so that should be um, interesting to see. But yeah, uh, so far so good, but. As far as like this list as a whole, I kind of wish this was an, in a grid versus this like paragraph way that the blog separated it. Because yeah, I am still confused as to like what really belongs where. Um, but I will say that I do like the games that I see on this list. Um, I wish things like Ridge Racer were there, but that's also like up to the third parties. So yeah. yeah, I mean, so far so good. Could it be better? Yes, but you know, mm. it, it's it's weird seeing that. You know, Microsoft has been like the master of this, and they're still the new kid on the block. Whereas you have Nintendo and PlayStation just try to find ways to like nickel and dime people to get the same games over and over. And instead, they're instead they're going with this service, which you would think simplifies things, but to me, it makes it even more complicated. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what sort of hmm. sort of how they handle making this stuff accessible. Yeah, because I'm assuming they will sort of overhaul that. PS Plus app you see on the PS5 dashboard kind mm-hmm. of thing, because now you won't need the PS Now app. 
uh, with it. Uh, so that'll be just one uh, sort of location for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sort of how they section all that up, because the... Again, remember the PlayStation Plus collection that's on there? Uh, that is separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll still keep going. So that's a, a thing that's not even... I don't know that it's in this list. I could double check real quick. Okay, that stuff is on here, but they probably won't necessarily put in its own section. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the monthly stuff will still be there. Uh, but yeah, that'll be give you more reason to check out that thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's more of a simple shortcut to getting to like turning off your renewal stuff and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, the uh, as for like stuff rotating in and out, it'll probably be like play uh, Game Pass. Where stuff will be there for a while, unless it's extreme edge cases like Rockstar, where they want their stuff on there for, I'll oh, we'll go for three months. Because we're Rockstar, we want to sell those games. We don't want to make those too easy to access uh, for people. So yeah, that's uh, the thing there. But we also got more details, because if you look at the uh, the PS4 and PS5 list on the third parties... Mm-hmm. You see the Ubisoft stuff has three asterisks on there. Mm-hmm. And it says like, oh, this title is available to PlayStation Plus extra members mm-hmm. as part of Ubisoft Plus Classics. Uh, the U- access to Ubisoft Plus Classic games is a benefit for PlayStation Plus extra and premium members, which is like, what the heck is this stuff? And then they announced it shortly after saying... That uh, Ubisoft Plus is coming to PlayStation, much like it's been announced for Xbox. Mm-hmm. I think last year they announced... Was it last year or earlier this year that they announced it's coming at some point? But alongside this announcement, they announced uh, another 27 titles that will be coming to PlayStation Plus as part of this uh, little promotion called Ubisoft Plus Classics, which mm-hmm. is sort of uh, some older titles and such that will be coming to PlayStation Plus. Uh, and includes a lot of the games we already mentioned, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, For Honor, The Crew 2. Uh, but there's going to be a bunch here. They say 27 at launch, and we'll grow to 50 by the end of 2022. And yeah, this is the, the full list of day one games. Uh, you have Valhalla, For, For Honor, The Crew 2, Child of Light, Eagle Flight, mm-hmm. uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, Far Cry 3 Remaster, Far Cry 4. Legendary Fishing, Risk Urban Assault, both South Park games, mm-hmm. uh, Space Junkies, Star Trek Bridge Crew, Starlink Battle for Atlas, Steep, The Crew, The Division, Trackmania Turbo, uh, Transference, Trials Fusion, Trials of the Blood Dragon, Trials mm-hmm. Rising, Valiant Hearts, Watch Dogs, Werewolves Within, and Zombie, uh, which is a pretty good list there, uh, especially if you're a PSVR user. Uh, there's, I believe, all of Ubisoft's VR mm-hmm. stuff is in there, so you can check that out if you haven't uh, done so yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a little bonus there. Yeah. And it's going to grow to 50 mm-hmm. uh, as part of this whole thing, so about double what's in there. So that's, mm-hmm. that's neat to see. Yeah, I'm not sure. It would have been nice if they noted what is the PS4 version versus the PS3 version, because I think Stick of Truth was not on that list. Oh, a lot of the PS4 stuff here was not on that That's you know preview list for PlayStation Plus. Uh, so that's kind of a 
adds a little bit of confusion of uh, where all that is happening. So, uh, but that's a nice bonus. This seems like it'll be a version of you know what uh, EA is on Game Pass, mm. uh, but featuring you know Ubisoft Plus though. Ubisoft Plus when it's available uh, natively on the console on PlayStation Xbox, I think it'll be fifteen bucks a month is what it is on PC, and you yeah. get access to uh, the games at launch versus waiting for them to be added to you know this classics list here, mm-hmm. uh, which would be the vault for EA uh, access or no EA uh, I forget what they call their thing EA Play that's right yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the uh, the thing here. So you maybe get more value as far as just getting games at launch, but you're also at the whim of when Ubisoft gets those games out. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's been a little bit since they put anything out for Ubisoft uh, for that. So it's going to depend on how much you dedicate yourself, but with this sort of classics uh, catalog here, uh, those that aren't as dedicated will still be able to enjoy that stuff, uh, which is good. I get three Trials games to play, for heaven's sake, so there you go. Uh, but then uh, something happened uh, after this that uh, was a bit surprising, that uh, Ben Studio on their Twitter mm-hmm. uh, announced that, let's see, incoming from Ben Studio, Agency Intel reports that Siphon Filter will include trophies when it arrives on the all-new PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. and showing, like, a, a trophy popping for one of them, as well as a follow-up tweet that's like, oh, yeah, you can also get a Platinum trophy. So they will have a Platinum uh, trophy list there mm-hmm. uh, for at least that game, so trophies will be available for some of these classics here, these PS1 and I assume PC, PSP games. Well, there's more detail on that in the uh, the preview blog post sort of stuff because they, they definitely mentioned like save states and rewind and that kind of stuff. Uh, so that kind of adds more value to those classic games and reason to at least check them out. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a lot of nice information mm-hmm. there. Uh, looking forward to seeing how this stuff rolls out. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how they are taking to uh, getting these classic games out there in a way that Nintendo definitely isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even Microsoft isn't really doing that much uh, as far as, you know, rewind and save states and uh, even achievements. They don't have any achievements in those Xbox games mm-hmm. unless they got, you know, a re-release, something like that, like uh, Voodoo Vince and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got a chance to take a look at the, the full game pla- game pass list. I want to say that the uh, the sort of back catalog of Microsoft stuff is maybe one of their weak points, as they don't they haven't necessarily done a great job of adding all their older games to that uh, that service. For whatever reason, it just seems to focus on newer stuff, newer and recent stuff yeah. uh, for that, which is uh, maybe one of the weak points. You know, uh, I forget what the uh, the first four is uh, a game that got added to it. I know four and five for Horizon were on there. I forget if Forza Seven was on there, but mm-hmm. there were the other back uh, games. You know, three and two, like before they got delisted. That stuff would have been good to have on Game Pass. That kind of stuff. So 
Yeah, it's maybe one of their weak points, and it seems like PlayStation Plus is having more of a focus on that stuff. Uh, so hopefully that pans out here in the full release. We'll have to see, but it's pretty solid for what they're they're showing off so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking forward to seeing that full list. Mm-hmm. And seeing, because I think the I think the rumor right now is that the trophy stuff is uh, optional, uh, but will be a nice bonus for those that do put in the work for that stuff. So we'll have to see how that how that all turns out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is pretty exciting just because I do sometimes look for those trophies. Um, I mean, going into that article in general, I've never played any of the Siphon Filter games. Um, then again, I don't know if they've aged very well, but, you know, if there's trophies, um, that could definitely give me a little incentive to go ahead and try them out, especially mm-hmm. since we're in this quote-unquote lull of, uh, you know, games coming out for a few weeks. So um, that's, that, that, that's definitely something I'd look into, and even for old games as well. Like, I'm sure that we all have games, you know, that we played when we were kids or when we were younger, and we know the back of our hands. Um, granted, that's probably not going to happen with me for the PlayStation, because, like... Mm-hmm. All of like my games that I knew, like like the back of my hand, were all all, all on the uh, N64, and those aren't going to have achievements anytime soon. But you know, if you're someone that like knew the, the, the Crash Bandicoot games, like like the back of your hand, like, I'm I'm sure you know you wouldn't mind going back and trying to platinum those there. So mm-hmm. pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I think this is probably going to suffer from the same thing that plagues the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, which is if they have had a chance to do remaster collections and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they probably won't appear on here in classic form. Uh, Cause I assume you won't see final fantasy seven, eight, nine on here mm-hmm. as PS one games. Yeah. Cause they've already released, re-released those as remasters. Though mm-hmm. so it'd be wild if they had three versions of final fantasy seven on the same platform, mm-hmm. that would be a very square Enix thing to do. Uh, for that stuff, but yeah, like Crash Bandicoot would fall under that because they already had the the sort of remake collection uh, of sorts. So yeah, uh, I think it's going to tamper some of that stuff, but also you know that stuff's been available in those collections for a while, so people have had a chance mm-hmm. to access that stuff uh, in a, at least a, a, a better looking form with some extra you know quality of life options, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll put a pin on that stuff, and hopefully by next week we should have a a full list and more of an idea of what the service is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll move on here to Ubisoft finally announcing a release date for Roller Champions. Mm-hmm. God, this game, this game has been in development hell for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. They got announced at E3 a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, even getting, you know, beta for that stuff that uh, uh, was a, a bit of a surprise that, you know, just didn't come out anytime soon. I imagine it seemed like the beta probably was a little rough. So that's probably prompted them to kind of take the time and come back to it and keep working on it until it's ready. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be out May 25th this week. Uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC through the Ubisoft store. That'll be free to play. Uh, yeah, it features cross-play and cross-progression, so you can play it anywhere and move mm-hmm. around as you need to. 
uh, for that stuff. So yeah, that'll be one I'll have to check out this week and see mm-hmm. how that has turned out. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. All right. Oh, champions also turning into a free to play game is Fall Guys. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's been destined to do that for a while now, mm-hmm. but they are essentially going to reboot the seasonal calendar to season one mm-hmm. uh, with this launch uh, as a free-to-play game for uh, Xbox and Switch. It'll be moving over to the Epic Game Store on PC. Mm-hmm. It'll also be releasing a PS5 version, mm-hmm. uh, upgraded version, which makes sense because they recently had the PS4 people uh, upgrade to a new uh, client for that. So that must've been part of this whole behind the scenes upgrade mm-hmm. stuff uh, for that. So that'll be uh, June 21st when it goes free to play. Uh, that's when the new hundred levels season pass launches. Uh, anyone's already bought the game. will get the legacy pack, including some new cosmetics mm-hmm. and it'll be full cross platform play and cross progression between all platforms and yeah it's also leaving steam as well so mm-hmm. there you go but if you already have it on steam you can keep playing it mm-hmm. just like i've been with uh, rocket league so there you go mm-hmm. definitely uh worth uh checking out if you haven't had the opportunity to it's a mm-hmm. a very fun and silly uh battle royale game and then yeah. in, in the in the, the course of announcing this whole announcement showed off some new so games that they're adding to it. So this was a couple of like final games mm-hmm. uh, for the finale that uh, look wild and ridiculous. So yeah, they're uh, poised for a big sort of uh, relaunch here as a multi-platform game mm-hmm. that uh, should be big for this game. Uh, so mm-hmm. there you go. That is uh, that's good news. Yeah. All right. See, also good news is that uh, there is a new. Uh, Dead by Daylight game coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Hooked on You, a Dead mm-hmm. by Daylight dating sim. Yep, it is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it's supposed to be out sometime this summer. Uh, announced for its uh, sixth anniversary. Mm-hmm. That is uh, made by the people that did the KFC dating sim. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that kind of... Then there, I assume it will also be free. Mm-hmm. Not like the, the KFC dating sim, so... Yeah, uh, you can check out the uh, announcement trailer and see uh, the glammed up killers. Yep. As you get to decide who to date, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, see the the four killers that are focused on here: the wraith, the spirit, the huntress, and the trapper. Yep. That's right. Yeah, as they uh-huh. say here, you wanted it, you got it. Hooked on you, a dead by daylight's dating sim mixes horror humor. And romance to create a fresh way for fans to interact and create an emotional bond with their favorite killers. Yeah. Uh, our goal with our first visual novels to provide fans with a completely unique and surprising new way to experience the world of Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so no date yet, but it's it'll be coming to Steam sometime this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. It's a goofy ass premise, but hey, people said they wanted it. <laughs> Yep, so yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, the, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt mm-hmm. Complete Edition coming to the new consoles. Yeah. Uh, now finally has at least a time frame that's going to release on. 
yeah. like Q4 2022. Yeah, so holiday season, basically. Yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, generation update that they had been talking about. And uh, yeah, it's basically, um, it's going to be the original game with all of the extras, including the uh, expansions that came afterward. All of it in one package. Um, it's all going to be, uh, you know, the graphics and, you know, it's going to be remastered, basically. All the graphics are going to be kind of updated a bit. Should hopefully run really well. Yeah. There are definitely a couple areas where it doesn't run super great. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there are definitely parts of that game that are a little rough. Yeah, so hopefully they get the the time to do that properly and make it really sing here on the new consoles. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we'll get you a date when they have one. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, also happening is Shatter Remastered Deluxe. Mm. A uh, remaster of the sort of classic PSN game Shatter. Uh, which mm-hmm. if you do not play that on PS3, uh, it was a breakout style game, mm-hmm. uh, but with some weird twists where your paddle has the ability to kind of uh, blow or push, or I think it's called suck and blow mm-hmm. mechanics that uh, allows you to kind of adjust, uh, affect the uh, trajectory of the ball, mm-hmm. kind of aim it more, uh, precisely at, you know, power-up blocks or explosion blocks, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. to kind of play a little more efficiently, if you got to be that good. Uh, but also, the sort of game that uh, definitely love to mess with you, as it has a variety of different kinds of play fields. You know, some are circular, some are rectangular, square, a few other kinds like that that just kind of keeps you on your toes as you're playing from different perspectives throughout uh, doing this stuff. And it's a, a very fun uh, kind of uh, arcade experience. And yeah, they announced this new version that is coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, it'll be 10 bucks and it'll launch sometime later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that'll be a, a very good game to see. Uh, people that missed it get a chance to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, so yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Worth uh, checking out. And uh, now we'll get to our delay portion of the show. Uh, Kerbal Space Program Two got delayed again, this time to early 2023, mm-hmm. uh, saying they need more time to polish it up for release. Yeah, uh, saying we've also set ourselves a very high bar of quality. The game has to perform across a wide range of machines. The graphics have to be peerless. The universe has to be rich and interesting to explore. Mm-hmm. We've set ourselves the goal internally of creating an experience that is both original and breathtaking. And so they need uh, some more time for that. I think it was supposed to launch, uh, where is that at? I think it may be in September, something like that. It was also potentially going to release originally back in 2020. Then COVID happened, so that's kind of cause them a number of delays. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they are playing the PC version for launch and then consoles later on. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully that uh, gives them the time to make sure it's ready for launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. That one is the first one here. Uh, the second game that's been delayed is 
Chia, mm-hmm. uh, T-C-H-I-A, just in case you need to build that game. That's the, the indie game set in New Caledonia, mm-hmm. or it's set in an area inspired by New Caledonia, where you kind of uh, control a young girl that has you know magic abilities to inhabit uh, the bodies of animals and inanimate objects and such, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of explore the island and do all sorts of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was supposed to be arriving uh, later this year and has been pushed to 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, hopefully going to allow them to get it right. Mm-hmm. That's another game I am looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, PS5, PS4, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever it happens next year. Mm-hmm. That's the one that pretty much copies everything from Zelda to Last of Us. As far as like gameplay nuances, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, to a degree. I'm uh, looking forward to it too. Like, I feel like that game is either going to be really, really bad or really, really mm-hmm. good. No in between with that one. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is uh, that one. And our third and final delayed game mm-hmm. here is uh, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Mm-hmm has been delayed from a September 22nd release date to 2023. Mm-hmm. They've also canceled their last-gen versions for PS4 and Xbox One mm-hmm. to just focus on PC and the new consoles and Switch. Uh, so there you go. The open-world racing game follow-up to uh, the other Test Drive Unlimited games mm-hmm. has been in the works for a while now. Uh, they still need more time, I guess. There's one I'm not really all that certain that I'll actually get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, this one's being published by Nacon instead of... Uh, I forget who had the, the license for this originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, aiming for a huge area. I'm not sure if it mentions here. But yeah, if you want to see a game that is not going to be coming out anytime soon, there's Greedfall 2, The Dying World, that has been announced. It is uh, set for a 2024 release date. Uh, kind of wild. I think it's the first one I've seen with a 2024 release date, uh, or at least a time frame. But yeah, that's uh, that's coming to consoles and PC. And yeah, uh, that is uh, an interesting announcement following up on... You know, Greedfall, that uh, was a solid game that just didn't necessarily run super well. Yeah, it was uh, kind of like, uh, it was, it was, it would be kind of like Dragon Age, but I mean, and I mean, the original Dragon Age Origins was buggy, but yeah, Greedfall was even buggier. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I did, I will say though, I have played the Greedfall, and you know, in spite of all its issues, I did like its world building. And yeah you know, sort of the whole thing about colonialism and everything that's in its story. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, I will say though that some of the world building is like kind of weird, like, uh, you know, like why are all the priests of Thalema dressed up like conquistadors, like armor and all? I still don't know why, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. I actually do recommend it. It's on uh, both, uh, I think it's on both Game Pass and on um, PS Now as well, so. Yeah, maybe. It's also on the new console, so if you want the 
sort of most polished version of it. There you go. Yep. As well as if you have a really good PC, that'll probably be pretty good there as well. Then you got time. Mm-hmm. You got probably at least two years to check it out. Mm-hmm. Get caught up before this new one comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's that, and we'll get down to your last uh, two stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, God of War Ragnarok mm-hmm. uh, is a title as uh, other games are getting pushed out of 2022. Mm-hmm. Is one of those people have been obsessing about. It's like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it not? Mm-hmm. And this seems to suggest it probably will. Uh, if they're yeah. not seeing accessibility features, mm-hmm. that seems like a thing you would be promoting for a title that's coming out in the, the near future, in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they announced 60-plus accessibility options that they have added to this game. A number of stuff comes from the PC version of the first game. Mm-hmm. I like have an auto sprint option there, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Persistent dot for people that have motion sickness issues that that can mm-hmm. fix, that kind of stuff. Uh, options for aim style uh, as a, a holder, a toggle, block style, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that are new, more subtitle and caption improvements. So having you know options for colors and background stuff and all that kind of stuff there. They got they show all screenshots for a lot of this stuff here. Mm-hmm. Like a video or two, a couple of videos here. Uh, for other things, if you need to see that stuff in action, yeah, this, yeah, speaker names, captions, subtitle and caption colors, size options, because I think that was one of the things that was an issue with the original God of War. Mm-hmm. Is that the dialogue text could be pretty small. Yep. Uh, so now they've uh, allowed for that stuff to be customized better. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get direction indicators now. Uh, so that's uh, critical gameplay sounds. Now have an optional direction in- indicator. Shows the direction of sound is coming from. Uh, they can assist with puzzles that have sound cues. It'll help you orient towards the source of an important sound. Yeah, text size options just for general UI text and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there you go, as well as, you know, high contrast, HUD, and all this other stuff here. Uh, control remapping, so that you can uh, customize things how you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say they'll have a wide range of layouts, mm-hmm. uh, preset layouts, but you can also customize it yourself. Mm. Yeah, high contrast modes, which was in The, the Last of Us Part 2, mm-hmm. as a means for doing that, so they have a number of options for that stuff. Yep. Uh, navigation assist uh, has a camera navigation system allows you to orient your view towards your compass objective. When not in combat, pressing the navigation assist button will orient your view in the direction of the next story goal. So if you're getting a little lost, you can help yourself out with that. It has traversal assistance. Uh, assistance plus, which adds interaction-based moves like climbs, crawls, and squeeze through. Mm-hmm. Uh, to some of that stuff uh, that can be automated. Yeah, audio cues is another option. Uh, and yeah, they have a, a version of the reveal trailer with audio described version. So they mm-hmm. kind of redid their trailer. And yeah, showing up uh, quite a bit here. There's a Twitter thread as well from the uh, Santa Monica Twitter account that goes through a bunch of this stuff as well. If that works for you, but yeah, there's a there's a lot here, and it's great to see. Mm-hmm. 
something that should be more of a universal thing in games. Yep. Uh, especially to the to the degree that, you know, companies like uh, Sony here and Microsoft mm-hmm. do and a bunch of other companies, Ubisoft and all them. Uh, Nintendo, unfortunately, doesn't generally give a shit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get enough shit for their lack of accessibility options. So yeah. games like uh, Animal Crossing would have really used that. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, what if you didn't have to sit here and move your stick around a lot to orient your uh, character to fish in the mm. proper place? Or if you had the options for picking up stuff in your general vicinity that isn't just directly in front of your character. Okay. So you don't have to sit there and run around a lot and hit the, the A button all the time mm. to pick up every little thing that's around you. There's a lot of things they could do. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's it for all the, the news here. We have uh, the gaming the Summer Games Fest here that is happening. Still with very few things on it mm-hmm. uh, as part of what's happening here, but we're coming up close to about two weeks or so from when the, those festivities start kicking off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a number of events happening uh, around that, so... Uh, this list here is kind of covering when that stuff is happening and what all has been announced so far. Uh, yeah, Thursday, June 9th mm-hmm. at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific is Summer Games Fest. Their their kickoff digital showcase that will announce a, a bunch of stuff there. I assume you probably won't see many publishers doing their own showcase because this will be one where they can get out uh, important information about what they're announcing uh, for the rest of the year. Let's see. Also the gorilla collective showcase on Saturday, June 11th, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Pacific. That is a showcase focused on indie games. Uh, and yeah, they haven't really announced too much of who could potentially be in there, but uh, a lot of indie stuff gets announced there. Uh, following that. On the same day, Saturday, June 11th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time or 9.30 a.m. Pacific is Wholesome Direct. So they'll get you more indie stuff, typically of the more chill variety. Uh, There you go. And then, yeah, a little bit later than that same day at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Mm -hmm. 12 p.m. Pacific is Future Game Show. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're saying that's an hour-long showcase put on by Games Radar. Uh, They'll have 40 games in there, mostly from mid-sized publishers like Team 17 and Thunderful. So there you go. That should be probably just wall-to-wall trailers of stuff. Uh, Sunday, June 12th, Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be one of their uh, showcases, probably showing off actual gameplay for like Starfield and Redfall. Uh, those have been delayed. They have time to actually show off stuff about that. Uh, about a f- uh, new dates for that stuff. That seems like I think you'd hold a little closer to your chest until you know, you're much closer to the dates instead of announcing dates a year and a half in advance. But I imagine you'll get some third party stuff in there a little bit, especially if it's for Game Pass as uh, people are assuming they're going to spend a lot of money on uh, third-party Game Pass stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because now that they don't really have much coming out later this year, that is super obvious. 
And I think I didn't realize when we talked about that uh, delay uh, last week is that they haven't released a game this year. Mm-hmm. We'll get to, we're almost at the end of five months so far in 2022, and they have not released a single game. Yep. They've updated stuff, but oh, yeah. nothing that is a formal release. I could see maybe Grounded hits a 1.0, but I don't know, even then. That's, that wouldn't really rate as a release because that's been out in early access for the better part of a year and a half or two now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's that on Sunday. Following that at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 12 p.m. Pacific is the PC Gaming Show. Uh, with, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not sure if they have any any sort of hints at what's happening here, but that's when you'll probably see a lot of PC stuff. Uh, as well as stuff that'll hit consoles at some point. Yeah, I don't think they see anything on their site about yeah any sort of hints at things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll probably hear more about that as it gets closer. Uh, and that's largely it. There's mention of an Overwatch showcase here that's mm-hmm. just going to come talk about more stuff that's in Overwatch 2. Maybe when they're doing another beta. But that's pretty much it for June stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like a THQ Nordic showcase in August. That's way too far away to think about. Mm-hmm. As well as the Gamescom opening night live. A little bit later in August. Yeah, stuff that we won't talk about because it's, it's not here in the next couple of weeks. So there you go. There's stuff you can keep an eye on. I think we'll be talking over the uh, Summer Game Fest uh, showcase and the Xbox showcase here so uh, that'll be uh, some stuff to look forward to on our Twitch so keep an eye out for that but yeah yeah I'm just doing I'm just glad they're doing a better job but uh well I don't know if they're actually trying but um, a lot of these actually seem pretty close together like I, I appreciate most of these are happening on Saturday the 11th because last year they were all over the place so yeah um, yeah and like and we, 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 we've talked in the past about, you know, whether or not E3 is um, useful anymore. But, like, you mm-hmm. know, from, the, from, from a gamer's perspective, like, and as someone who has, like, seen E3 grow, thrive, and die, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's just better when everything is happening in the same week. Like, you can go yeah. ahead and you know, a week off and enjoy what's on. If it's happen, it happens all summer, you know what? We, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have that kind of PTO, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, that's the sort of schedule here for the time being. We'll let you know any changes or anything, but mm-hmm. yeah, that'll do it for the show this week. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Brandon Danner for joining this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back with a new slate of news next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy the show, feel free to let friends and family know they should check it out. Yeah. As well as uh, select strangers that uh, yeah won't uh, push you down the stairs for talking about a podcast. Yes, they may want to cripple you, but they may not want to cripple us. They can't. They, we're not physically close enough to them. Yeah, we're too far away. Yes. Please don't buy a plane ticket and track us down. That would completely ruin this entire joke. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, uh, you know, Kevin Smith movie. No. So. Have you seen how expensive plane tickets are these days? Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. If you can even get on them. Yeah. But yeah, that is, uh, that is it for us this week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we will see you all next week. So have a good one.